The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. All right, Steelers lose 17 to 14. But this felt like a much bigger game. This felt like this wasn't just a loss. This is, this felt this this felt personal and hurtful. And uh, I, I don't know. P- people are going nuts over this game. How you doing, Darren? Good, good, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, you know it's the Patriots, and no matter whether Brady's on the team or gone, at least for a while, it's still going to be the Patriots. You know, outside of Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati, um, they're the most hated. They made me more hated than Cincinnati and Cleveland, really. Uh, yeah, you know, and um, it's early in the season. That's a really good point. You know, for game two, people are really intense. You know, uh, a lot of things. Well, it's just game two. Well, they've had a lot going on in just two weeks. <laughs> so we've got a quarterback controversy. Uh, we got a line that's up and down. Some good, some bad. Uh, TJ Watts out. People miss Hayden. Um, you know, so it's just it's tough. Well, let's let's talk about TJ Watt because the way that the defense changed from one week to another since since because TJ Watt wasn't in there, it's like night and day. My goodness, not not, not that the defense was bad, but they were unbelievably dominant and awesome against Cincinnati, and now against New England, they just they were just there. They they. They, there, was, there were no splash plays except for Minka's interception. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing. I, I mean, they uh, TJ Watt is just so impactful. He's one of those rare guys that when he's in the game, he changes everything. It, it goes right in there with, like, the Reggie Whites and Lawrence Taylors and Mike Singletary's of the world. He's that good. And that's really a short list. I'm not going to go, you know, uh, Troy Palomalu, obviously, if we're not being too much Homer. Um, those are game-changing guys. Ed Reed. Uh, you, you plan offenses around guys like that. And when that guy's not in the game, the impact's there. And I like, I like High Smith a lot. I think he's a great linebacker, but he's just not the same caliber. And, you know, they kept switching him yesterday from inside to outside and almost like trying to, trying to figure out what's the best combination to replace it, where TJ, you just let him buckle up and go in and just raise hell and create chaos. So, um, and, you know, the, all those Browns fans and Baltimore fans in particular – they always want to say, well, he can't stop the run. Well, he he definitely stopped the run. Cincinnati, he, he uh, crushed Joe Mixon a few times uh, for a loss and tackle. He's a complete player. He's not just a pass rusher. And when you lose a complete player like that, it has a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like the formula they're trying to use is the one they had in 2019 when Ben – um, was hurt for the year, and they basically said, "Okay, let's win this with defense and a conservative offense, and not taking any chances, and just hope that the defense is good enough, and 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 we just score enough." And okay, that could work if you had TJ, but now he's he's out. So, um, your 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 uh, your margin of error is tiny to non-existent and when you have things like cam sutton dropping an interception um the gunner olszewski a fumble of the punt return and there was a third thing um <laughs> you have you have these things you 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 all you have to be perfect 
And when and when you make mistakes, oh the um the Mitch interception, maybe maybe there yeah. were other things, but but you 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 can't you can't have mistakes, and they're just such a such a scary way to try to win games. That's that, that, it that's, is. Uh, it's just scary. And it came out, you know, it's really different. The Steelers played almost the entire game with an extra defensive back in, in that in that formation, um, you know, and that was uh, it was. Levi Wallace, they got the benefit of that. You know, he was on a field 59 out of a possible 68 snaps. And that was, um, you know, he didn't do too bad. Um, but still, you're asking a lot of some of these younger guys. And that's that's just the, the, the ripple effect or domino effect, if you will, when you lose a guy like TJ Watt. Now you're changing a defensive scheme, too. Um, and, and that really, and I think the thing that's probably concerning to a lot of Steel fans is, uh, and this isn't, you know, trying to uh, crap on the Patriots, we – that's not a good Patriots team. I mean, it's okay, not at all. Uh, but they're not good. They're, they're not what they used to be. Belichick or no Belichick. Um, you know, obviously he, he coached well yesterday. Um, but, you know, when you have a team, even by Belichick standards, he can coach well, even with a bad team. And, and yesterday, I think he got the best of these guys. Uh, and, um, you know, that was a winnable game. Uh, we technically could be 2-0, and uh, but just finding that way to win. And I think obviously a lot of that falls on a quarterback controversy. And that's just something you don't want to have in week two. People are calling for firing, uh, you know, Matt Canada. I mean, I can't say people are wrong. I don't think, I don't think the Steelers are going to do that. I think people get, you know, they see the news like, like Scott Frost got canned a few weeks ago. His defensive coordinator, coordinator got canned uh, yesterday afternoon from Nebraska after giving up how many points they gave to Oklahoma. Uh, and people start thinking, Oh, well, you know, and Herm Edwards got canned. And everyone's like, oh, well, we can just start firing people. Look, the Steelers haven't just started firing people ever. That's something the Jets do, the Colts do, the Houston Texans do. It's not the Steeler way. Uh, unless some huge pressure or some unforeseeable thing, I don't see Matt Canada going anywhere soon. Um, but if you are going to make a switch at quarterback, this could be the time to do it. And, uh, you know, obviously, it's it's it, you heard the fans, Kenny, Kenny. And, I mean, it was – you know, you know, Mitch heard that. You know, he heard it. You can't say Tomlin did it somehow. They asked, they asked him about oh. it. It's like, did you hear the case? Like, no, I didn't hear that. Like, buddy, you need your hearing checked then because we all heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you heard it in that preseason game. It was insane. Uh, he knows. Uh, and I guess that's some of the things with, with Mike Tomlin frustrates people too is he is not a hypocrite, but it can come off hypocritical. And like, you know, he, he talked about George Pickett having, uh, or George Pickens having, elite freak talent well are you gonna throw the ball to him i mean if he has that elite i mean because really tomlin's usually reserved with rookies that's probably the most i've ever heard him say about a rookie uh, other maybe Najee harris uh in in years so for him to say that he knows that, you know and i think that's where people get the disconnect well somebody throw the ball chuck it up the middle chuck it up the middle for the love of god i mean and it was just how many of those plays were bad uh off to the left side of the ball so you know i don't know um there's frustration and there's a lot of it. That's the thing. That's the big thing from this game is, is it Mitch or is it Matt Canada? And right. It seems to be, I mean, it's never one thing or the other. It's usually a little bit of both, but Mitch, he, he, he got to take a lot of blame for this. Um, you know, when, when, when you say, well, why Matt Canada will let him throw him in the middle of the field. He probably does. And, and, but Mitch is making that choice not to maybe it's Mitch making the choice not to take chances. I don't know, but yeah, 
Yeah. And that's the other thing too. What would kind of alarm me was the players were kind of taking shots at Mitch a little bit or whoever. And it's again, it's week two. You hear this stuff like week 10, week 14, when it's like end of the season, you know what? I don't have practice with these guys anymore. I'm just going to say and speak my mind. You had guys, you know, over yesterday, you know, you know Chase Claypool, uh, you know, you, you had a lot of guys speaking their mind yesterday after that game. I think uh, Mark Cabali, uh, almost all the reporters that cover the beat said that locker room was a little steamed and, you know, a little jovial, a little mixed, but definitely an awkward locker room for week two. And you have, you have a short week. So it's, that's the other thing. It's, it's tough right now for us as fans, for them, you want to make a switch when you have three days to prepare for a decent Browns team, right? I mean, it's not the same old Browns. These Browns are very capable of beating the Steelers. Uh, used to be, this is just an easy win, pass it off and go. Um, so now you want to, you want to throw Kenny into the fire with this. I, I don't know. You know, maybe the best thing is having an extra week to prepare. The smart thing is if you're going to insert Kenny, maybe we insert Kenny in the next coming game uh, and, you know, try to stick with it against Cleveland. And that might be, that might be a good idea because you're right. Putting putting Kenny in with with you know on, on two three days rest that's ridiculous. But after that, you have a week and a half of rest. Right, that's a perfect time to 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 put um, to get Kenny ready. So right, but it's like you know how it is. I mean, if he comes in right now and he lights it up, I mean, you know, it, there's no way you can put him back put him on the bench. Right, you know, it, I mean, like Pitt's right. going through that right now. I mean, you had Yarnell, you had. Slovis. I mean, Penn State's kind of go through the same thing. Sean Clifford's been good, but now they put Drew Aller in, who's like, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the country coming to Penn State. And the fans go nuts when he goes in. The, and so you have quarterback controversy is the worst controversy, I think, as a coach to have because the tremendous amount of pressure from media will put it on you. The fans definitely got to put it on you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and this short week is not favorable for Tomlin and the Steelers. We don't know what the plan is we don't know what's you know uh what they wanted to do i i we all figured that the offense would would struggle at first so this shouldn't be a surprise but if i mean i i think <laughs> i think this next game against cleveland is is basically the defining game of mitch trubisky's career whether he wants to be, be a starting quarterback or not because uh this is it. This is it. If he has another bad game, how can you stick with him? Yeah. You, you, you can't. You, you, yeah. You got to make a change. I, I, I totally agree. And that's a really good point. I mean, if he goes out there and chokes up against Cleveland, uh, fans are going to want him gone. Uh, he doesn't have a choice. And, you know, and there's been other guys even too, like you know, Trey Essex. I thought he made a good point today on his social media, uh, his Twitter. He was talking about how, you know, the line was actually not that bad. You know, they were there and, you know, that was kind of nodgy and Mitch decided to bump out, you know, and, and run these little hook patterns. And, and, and you know, when the, when the line actually blocked fairly well, that's why I, I put on Twitter earlier today that, uh, you know, I think the Bengals offensive line is in a worse place than the Steelers offensive line right now. Um, do we have the best offensive line in the NFL? <laughs> no, but it's getting a little better. Uh, and, and they got to figure out a way to get nodgy free a little bit. And, you know, uh, Mitch, Mitch has just been off with some of his passes. Uh, he seems like the only comfortable pass he is, is having that wide angle route where you have Deontay go far, start off in the right slot or the right end and go all the way to the left. He must hit that play 
15 times yesterday or 12 to 12 times. Um, and that's okay. It'll work a little bit, but teams are going to figure it out. And they started putting eight and nine in the box and yeah, we had nothing. And there were a couple times where Deontay was wide open yesterday. Clay pools wide open. And I, I'm not trying to put this all on Mitch, but I don't think Mitch and Canada are on the same page. And I don't think it's just, it's not working right now. It's definitely not working. It's it's not. And, and another thing that's not working is Mitch is supposed to be athletic. He's supposed to be able to run a little bit. He doesn't run at all. Um, no. It's just, yeah, it's just not. And, and then, yeah, the, the offensive line wasn't that bad. And like I, I, I know I, th- I think there was one uh, play that Triassic was was like screaming about where like the 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 offensive line opened up this huge ro- hole in the middle and Najee turn chooses to go to the outside. Yeah, it bumps like to the that. left. So yeah, that's, that, that's extremely frustrating. It's like, yep. man, no, nobody's nobody's in sync right now. Another thing I kept hearing today, and it's just it's it's funny and silly, but you know they, they're talking about last year and how basically the Steelers' offense with Ben was do nothing um, most of the game, but then like at the end of the half or something, or they'd run a two minute drill or something like that. Basically where Ben got to call his own plays. That's when they would actually be moving and stuff because Ben Ben said, screw this, this Matt Canada crap. So, and obviously Mitch Trubisky does not have the freedom to do stuff like that, but still, I I, I don't know. I think, you know, I know we get called Yinzers and stuff like that, but I think Pittsburgh football fans in particular, whether it's Pitt, the Steelers, are fairly intelligent about the game, right? And they can look at this game and they can see that uh, the defense played well enough to win yesterday. They surely played well enough to get the win uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and and look at, uh, you know, uh, Harvin. Uh, Harvin's been great. I mean, th- he's doing what they drafted him to do, put the opposing teams in bad field position. He's been booming these punts. I mean, just sticking them. I mean, anything you could possibly want, he's doing massive improvement over last year. So you're getting special teams. Boz has been great. Uh, downfield tackling has been great. Now you had the muff, the muff punt there yesterday, so that's a check mark against you. But special teams, good enough to win. Defense, good enough to win. Guess what? It comes down to the offense, and right now they're just not good enough to win. It's, uh, Yeah. And then now we face Cleveland, who I'm actually in shock how well they're playing. I figured I have I have zero respect for Jacoby Brissett, so I did not think much of much of, of what they were doing. But hey, they won their first game, and they should have won yesterday. Oh my oh. goodness, what a collapse! You know so- they're going to be mad. You know they're going to be mad. First of all, they're playing the Steelers; they're going to be mad anyway. But to lose that way. Ooh, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. think this is a, uh, I'm not liking this game for the Steelers. So where I live a little North of you up here, we, we get both the Ohio and the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania news channels. And I thought it was really funny that, so, and I didn't see this and I didn't see it on uh wake up football or anything else today too, but um, apparently the Browns, the Browns stadium there, they flashed after they went up 35 to 14, maybe or 17, they flashed. This will be the first two and O start for the Browns since 1993 and the stadium, <laughs> stadium went nuts. Well, then it all went downhill, which I thought, I thought that was phenomenal. You've, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. They put that up on the scoreboard and yeah, the crowd went nuts. Well, guess what? And 
yeah, you know, I mean, the Jets, they give the Jets credit, but if you would have told me, hey, Bengals or Browns, who's going to be 0-2 or 2-0, and I definitely would have picked the Bengals at this point and not the Browns. But, um, you know, Browns 1-1, and the Bengals are 0-2, and, uh, yeah, um, you're right. It, Chubb's been playing great, the offensive line. Their defensive line looks stout. Uh, they're going to give us they're going to give us a game Thursday. It's going to be real interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Wow, it's going to be uh, something. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the Bengals are just. I just had a feeling when I, I started watching that Bengals Cowboys game, yeah. and 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 the and the Cowboys went up early. It's like, are the Cowboys going to win this? I don't know. And and I I called it. I said the the Bengals were going to have a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, but still, I mean, yeah. they, they, they should have beat the Steelers. That was, that was a, that was a fluke. Even, you know, even with all those turnovers, they still almost win, won the game and they would have won if it wasn't for the blocked uh, extra point. So it's not like, you know, they're bad or something like that, but maybe they just, you know, maybe it's human nature. You, you see Cooper rush and it's like, Oh, we got this in the bag. And, um, <laughs> well, I mean, Dallas has a really good defense. I mean, Micah Parsons, arguably one of the top, maybe you know, rookie of the year last year. He's now you got to put him in the top three or four in the, in the league. He's their TJ Watt. He's basically he on that level. And, and again, that, that Bengals offensive line. I mean, I don't know if you, how much is the game you saw. You say Burrow was running for his life all day long or all afternoon long. Uh, and you know, Steelers games. So anytime the Bengals are going to come up against a formidable defense, I think they're in trouble. I mean, their offensive line, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I know that they talked to this morning uh, in their media day about moving the line around. Well, that's great, but that's also something you really don't want to be doing once the season starts. That's what the preseason's for, even though you only get three games to do it now. Um, but yeah, their their offensive line may be one of the worst in the NFL right now. They spent a lot of money to fix their offensive line. Five new starters. Well, five five new guys and basically a new combination. So yeah, yeah, and. And so far it's a, it's a complete disaster. So, you know, yep. I mean, I mean, you know, Steelers did something similar and, you know, it's, it's so, so far as, you know, disaster, but it's, but it's, it's getting a little bit better, but oh boy, <laughs> that's, that was a big thing is like, well, we have to protect Joe Burrow. Well, you're doing a lousy job. Right. Uh, wow. Right. And, and, and yeah, yeah. You said, you know, basically five new starters or five new, you know, whatever combinations, but they hardly played together in the, in the preseason and training camp. It's like, Hey, here's a stupid idea. Why don't you get these guys together so they can learn from each other. Yeah, Right. That was weird. Right. Um, you know, but I know, you know, you see why they have gunshot. I mean, the Browns lost both their starting centers in a preseason for the year. So yeah. they're going with their third guy. I don't even know the guy's name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. So, uh, you know, I, I think the Steelers can definitely keep it close. I don't, I don't think the Browns are going to come walk all over us, but uh, you know, that, they are going to have to be ready to stop the run, which that scares me with Devin Bush. Um, I just don't know about Devin Bush. I think he's um, bye-bye after this year. Um, some of the other linebackers have made it up for it. Miles Jackson been making some good tackles. Uh, High Smith made some great tackles yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, it's going to be a doozy. And, really, it's going to come down. I think the defense can keep them in check. Uh, it's going to be whether the offense can can overcome. And, uh, and oof. I don't know if you had to predict that game right now, what would you predict? I would predict a, I don't even know. I, th- I think the line is, I don't even know what the line is. I think it's maybe um, Cleveland by three or something like yeah, that. I thought it was like I, two, Cleveland two and a half, maybe. I would say, yeah, I, I, I this, Cleveland by three sounds about right. I could see, I could see that happening. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, just, just, you know, just from, you know, sheer desperation and just, just what happened last week, but yeah, I, I really think this is the defining game of Mitch Trubisky's life. He's like, man, this is, you better, you, you better not, uh, you better not screw up again, dude. Cause this is it. This, this might be it. We, we might be looking at uh, Kenny in uh, game four. Well, and that's true. And the stats just don't, aren't, aren't helpful to him. I mean, 71 passes in a Steelers uniform. And I think only 10 of them, 10 of those 71 passes have been for over 20 yards. Um, you know, and, and I think the other thing we, we, we tend to, or people aren't talking about is how bad is Najee's injury? It seems like, you know, he started off in the game yesterday and now we're seeing Warren, you know, which Warren's a nice surprise. Um, you know, but uh, you know, how bad is that Najee Harris injury? And that's where pass blocking, I think we've been actually fairly efficient these first two games. Um, but run blocking is where we do have, we have some, you know, uh, gaps to fill there, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it is, I agree with you totally. I think it's a great call about Mitch. I mean, it, it let him go with it. Cause I don't know about throwing Kenny to fire uh, in a, in a, in a conference game. Uh, and right now this conference, every game is important because we're all pretty much even, uh, right. you know, <laughs> and, uh, the ASC is, is for we're in first place, which is just, you know, crazy. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, if you can pull out a win against Cleveland this Thursday, uh, then, yeah, Huge. you make a little bit of room. Huge. I still whether unless Mitch goes nuts and runs one in and throws five, you know, I, I'm still probably tending to I, I think it's time for Kenny. Um, but again, like you said, who is it? Right. I mean, if, if Kenny goes in and he's just chucking things to the side and outlet passes and when it's third 19, you're doing a five yard toss to Pickett uh, or Pickens, then then and that's Kenny Pickett, a quarterback. Then, you know, it's Matt Canada. Uh, but um, is it Matt Canada or is it Tomlin? Because like I like I right. started this saying, you know, we're, we're going to try to win with defense and not making mistakes. What if he's saying to them, whatever you do? you just better not make a mistake. You better not throw an interception. You better not fumble. You better not make a mistake. And what if they have that in there? It's like, Oh my bad. I better not take any chances then because I, and, and not even try to throw it. So that, that could be it too. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, you and I go back and forth on how we feel about Tom. And I mean, I don't dislike him. I, I, I feel, I wish I would have won more by now under his, his leadership, but uh, strangely enough, uh, how much is it Tomlin's fault? I, I don't know how much these two losses are his uh, other than, you know, offensive line development. Um, you know, I thought in that seventh round or sixth round, they could have grabbed that kid um, that the bears got uh, and he's doing well. And they, they grabbed, they drafted another quarterback, um, you know, who got cut and didn't even make the squad. So um, I think there's a little bit there, but I, I think really a lot of blame comes down to who to blame is it Trubisky is a Canada, whoever it is, they have about what three days to figure that out uh, before they strap it on on Thursday. Uh, and, and, you know, couldn't be like um, the jets this week or couldn't be the Colts. No, we have to have the Browns. Uh, so, you know, it's a big game. Uh, and I think it's, it, it could be a defining game for them this right now. Huge. Yeah. It's very early in the season. Um, I, I think one thing you could definitely criticize Tomlin about is that they, when they had a chance to, get um, offensive linemen early they chose to get running backs and quarterbacks and wide receivers and stuff like that and that's all nice and sexy and stuff but if you have nobody you know defending you have nobody if you have no offensive line it doesn't matter who you have so you know you could you could i think that's i think that's valid uh, that 
you know, whoever, whoever was involved in picking those uh, draft picks, that's, that's, that's a decision they made and okay. You're, you're going to have to live with it then. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what frustrates people too, is like, you know, you look at that with, with Najee and three solid receivers. I think Chase is, is showing he's having a better year than he did already last year. Um, a great tight end, you know, uh, Pat Frymuth has been phenomenal. Um, people love him. He's the kind of guy you want in there. Uh, you know, Warren coming up out of nowhere, still a lot, still a fans. We, we love that kind of stuff, you know, uh, uh, unknown out of nowhere, you know, coming up and, and how he's getting snaps and they seem to love him. Uh, but with all these weapons, you need to start utilizing him. And that's, and I think that's the ultimate thing is we're just not doing it. We're not throwing downfield and yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to throw Kenny into the fire. Although I know a lot of people are just like, throw him in there, throw him in there. Well, you, if you throw Kenny in, are there chances he may connect in or stand in the pocket longer to make those downfield passes? Absolutely. But you're giving him three days to prepare for one of the better defenses in the NFL. I think you're, you're just throwing a kid under the bus. And then week four is against the Jets. That's like, yeah. that's a perfect, that's like starting a video game on easy um, <laughs> difficulty. Right. At home against the Jets. Yeah, with a stack lineup of ninety or higher rated guys. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so. then, and then, and then next week is at the Bills. So let's put it on like the hardest difficulties. But right, yeah, exactly. Um, I couldn't believe tonight. I, I, so I told you about getting the news. Well, we also get the Buffalo Bills coverage up here, and um, since we moved up here, we we used to live in Moon, and we moved up here a little bit further north now. Uh, they had they took school off today in Buffalo. The businesses closed early. And I'm thinking it's week, it's week two. I mean, it's a good matchup against the Titans. I know it's a 7-15 game. They what are we off. doing? What are you what doing? What are we doing? Taking school off for a, for, for a, because the game's on a Monday? Yeah. Come on. And it's, yeah, so I just thought that was kind of funny. Kids um, these days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we never got school off even when the Steelers were, you, you know, know what? No, it's, it's not the kids. It's the teach. It's the adults. The adults wanted the day off. And so, so they, right. they just try to make it because it's for the children. Like, no, 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 no. You you're hungover, dude. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me. It was two years ago. I think Penn State was playing Maryland and Maryland closed classes for the day uh, <laughs> to get students to go to the game. Oh, God. And then, and then there's like, you know, I think that stadium's right around like thirty five, forty thousand. And it's like totally a whiteout. Penn State visiting fans and it's they such lost an like easy travel six, 62 thing. to nothing to Penn State. And you took you closed classes down for the day. You shut traffic down for this. I mean, yeah, uh, that's just a little nuts. So um, but speaking of nuts, I mean, that's what you have right now. I don't know. It's been a long time since Steeler fans weren't sure who to blame. It's always, oh, it's this, this sucks or that sucks. And it's really it, we could sit here for two hours on this podcast and bring in everybody you want. And probably go back and forth. Is it is it Mitch or is it Matt Canada? But those are the two guys right now that that's what it's about. You know, nobody can say, well, Claypool's awful and Frymuth's dropping passes and uh, Boswell's missing kicks. Harvin's punts stink. The defense is not driving. All those things I just mentioned are all going pretty well. Um, with the exception of Muff punt, everything's clicking except one big thing. And we have the right cogs to make it click and it's not working. So that's where it just comes down to who's going to get, who's going to be changed. It's too bad right now that not one of these, so something's going to happen. And I tend to think it's going to be quarterback because I just don't see 
the Steelers. They're um, they're just not going to get rid of Canada, not during the season. No. Uh, but but I still have my doubts whether he is actually a uh, competent NFL offensive coordinator because it's been two years now and he's actually been there a little bit longer than that. I, I I'm still not convinced that that he's he's actually that his scheme is actually good enough. So we'll, well see. That's a great point, Joe, because, you know, last year we heard, well, Ben's slow. Ben doesn't have the arm. He's achy. He doesn't move like he used to. So, you know, we give Matt Canada a pass. Well, honestly, <laughs> you know, we wish you yeah, had Ben in here a couple times because I, I guarantee you, at least I'm pretty darn sure, we beat, uh, we beat New England yesterday when Ben's in there. And I think we don't even go to overtime. We beat Cincinnati fans in there. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That's just my feeling on that. And that's not like I'm, um, you know, running around waving the number seven flag. I think that's the deal. And I think that's what a lot of people feel. Kenny has a similar game. And that's why. And, and of course, he's a pick guy. Uh, you know, so uh, that's all mounting there. Yeah. The cheers yeah. are only going to get louder. So that's one thing. If you don't put them in, okay. But those cheers and chants are only going to get louder, longer. I wonder. I wonder when uh, when Tomlin said I didn't hear the Kenny chance. Maybe that's just going to uh, in, um, motivate the crowd to uh, to cheer for his oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, he couldn't have said anything worse because now it's going to be there'll be guys with bullhorns in there if they have to. That's be. right. It's yeah. Right. Yep. Maybe um, giant signs. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like uh, Monday Night Raw during the Attitude Area. That's you know, right. Pink, so. You know, pink neon, pink neon green, and everything. So. Um, those were fun, but I always used to, if you sat low, you couldn't even see because of the signs. Uh, people just had their signs up in those, those years. It was, it kind of sucks sometimes, you know, when you'd be I was, like it. I was too busy holding up my own sign to worry see? about yeah. everybody else's yeah. signs. So yeah. that was, it was, it was, oh man, just crazy. Craziness oh, yeah. that, that 20,000 people each had a sign. I remember I had a sign that said Goldust is my mom. That was, uh, that was, that was. <laughs> That was my sign and uh, very, very not nice things about Bret Hart's and go back to Canada and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah. a crazy time. There was a guy beside me. Uh, it was what a few weeks or after uh, the rock and Booker T went back and forth. And he said that uh, Booker T two plus two equals Thomas Jefferson. You know? Oh, geez. Because <laughs> he made up, oh. you know, the short bus pulls up. But uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Just getting back on track with the Steelers. I, I, it's. In the same vein, guys like us who, you know, also are in, in the sports media, it, it, this is, you know, it's what's good for a business, too, because it really gives you something to talk about. Um, I'm really interested to see how Thursday goes, and I'm almost interested to see, especially if it's like this, which I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be another either close win or close loss. It's not a blowout. Um, what's the aftermath? Because that's going to be the interesting week. That's yeah. going to be. You know, because then after that, we have a week and a half to just here. I mean, we only have a couple of days and we're going crazy. We have a week and a half to just, just <laughs> let everything fester. Oh, boy. Right. Right. So, you know, uh, yeah. And then I'm interested to see how Najee does. Um, obviously, he's got to be able to look at that. I, I would think he's looking at game tape saying, man, if I would have cut in between a tackle here, if I would just cut right. up. Right. You know, uh, and he didn't have a horrible game. He definitely had a better game than he did against the Bengals. So hopefully there's a steady improvement there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mitch wasn't even getting him the ball as, well, as much as any of us would have liked. So, yeah. All right, sir. Well, thanks a lot. 
Thank you. Uh, let's see. Let's <laughs> no matter what, we're going to have something to talk about. Definitely. Joe, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate you and appreciate the, uh, everything that you do. I think Pittsburgh loves you. Uh, you're my favorite guy on Twitter for sure. Aww. And, uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure being on with you. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Joe. See you.